Hey gang, so welcome back to another exciting edition of our Friday 4-Pack, where we answer some of your most pressing questions from, well, yesterday at this point, I guess. All right, so you guys just shot us some questions out. We're going to throw some answers at you best we can. Most of this is 100% based in science and not really. No, this is just our opinion on things, Um, but it is a tied and true tested opinion, so take it for what you will. Um, Don't forget to give us a like and a follow and questions and all that stuff down in the comments. We always forget to say that stuff. So there we go. Um, Guys, we're going to lead right into this um, with the first question we got. And we get this question a lot. We see it in different shades, different forms, different everything. Um, Basically, we summed it up into how can I enjoy running more, right? A lot of you guys, you see running come up in the workouts, you go hide, right? You don't want to hit a warm running in the warmup. You definitely aren't running by yourself at the house. Um, it'll take shades and different formations in all different ways, but we got a couple of ways we can kind of help you, help you attack this and go after it. Right. So, um, for us, it's really easy to say you just need to run more to like running more. Um, but I understand, we understand that people don't necessarily function that way. Um, I think the biggest thing is trying to change your mindset around it though. If every time you see running in a workout, you automatically like create that negative space there, then it's never going to get better, right? Running's never going to get better for you because you're going to constantly associate that negative, um, that negative thought with that running. Justin, do you want to? Yeah, guys. And you know, and there's a couple of things also too. It's, you know, you're going to have to look inward a little bit and be like, Hey, why do you not enjoy running? What about running? Do you not enjoy? Do you not enjoy running because you run slow? Do you not enjoy running because you think people run fast? Is it boring? Is it, is it painful? Is it, you know, what are the different reasons behind why you don't like to run? Running is a very natural, very fun, very entertaining sport of things to do. Okay. It's a great space place to kind of get, get out of your own headspace, right? You can clear your mind a little bit. It's not necessarily, Hey, I need to put in music and go full blast on a run. It might be a great time to, Hey, I'm going to go run for 20, 30 minutes with no music and just my thoughts. Okay. Think about your day. Think about what things are going on. Plan your next week. Plan your next month. Think about what's for dinner, right? Give yourself some time to clear your head and think a little bit when no one else is around, right? All you have to worry about is one foot in front of the other, breathe and, you know, kind of what's going on in your head. And that's can be, that can be very powerful. Okay. Guys. And we did get some suggestions from pros um, because we know that we have a lot of sources at our disposal when it comes to running. Um, so we definitely asked around a little bit, um, the people who spent their whole life running, right. That's their, that's all they do is run. Um, and some of the points that we got that were given to us today definitely was, uh, try to make it fun and mix things up. So like doing sprint intervals versus trying to like get your head around running three miles. Right. So that could be anything from, you know, running 30 seconds and walking for 30 seconds type of deal. Um, and just to work it in it that way. Um, and, uh, another good point was, uh, tracking your progress. Right. Um, and I actually, we're working with a member right now. She's running two miles a day and she's slowly, slowly getting faster. And it's a bit of an oxymoron, but because she's tracking it every day and seeing that progress. So she's actually starting to like it more because she's seeing the progress in her, uh, her speed getting better. So I think those things also might help, uh, it make you enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. So long story short, if- Run more. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you have to run to enjoy it or to eventually enjoy it. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, guys, I know I know. sometimes when we give you guys answers, whether we give you guys answers in the gym or on this podcast or different things, and sometimes you see it and it's a very short, quick answer. It's A lot of times it's because we've answered it a million times and there's a 30-minute, two-hour, you know, six-month progression of everything that goes along to it. We can just shorten up to run more. Yeah. Like, I'm giving you the answer to the test before you take the test, right? We know the question. We know what's coming up. We know the problems. We know the pitfalls. We know everything's coming. The answer is just do more. Right. Sounds simple, but it's because it is simple. Um, cool. Going into question number two. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go away from running. We're going to go into dieting a little bit here. Um, always seems to be a hot topic. Always seems to be thing everyone is very interested in. First question about that today is how do I avoid plateaus in weight loss? Right. So um, if you've ever lost even 10 pounds, right, uh, or a significant amount of weight, Sometimes you definitely see yourself um, hitting a plateau. You've been, you know, steadily dropping weight for six months or you've been losing, you know, three pounds a month for six months. And then all of a sudden you're doing the exact same thing supposedly, but you're, you're not losing, you're not seeing the scale budge. Um, don't get me started on the scale because I could go on for days about that. But um, Justin, do you want to top, touch on this before I touch on this? Jump in. Okay. So um, some of the things about avoiding a plateau would be, uh, like reassessing your habits, right? So six months ago, you started, you were really strict. You were really into it. Um, here and there, you started to let things go a little bit. You started eating more chips and sauce at the Mexican restaurant. You started drinking a little bit more. You started having, you know, four drinks a week instead of one drink a week. Um, things like that started to slip a little bit more. Also, that means your if you're losing a lot of weight, that means your metabolism is also probably slowing down. So you're not burning calories as fast. All right. So that's, and that's typically what causes the plateau. Um, dial in your nutrition a little bit, re reassess it and see, you know, like actually start tracking it again. Um, and then I would say definitely look at your activity. Um, you're out of gym activity. Yeah. You might be going to the gym six days a week. Um, but are you sitting for another 10 hours? Are you up walking around? Are you chasing a kid around? Are you chasing your dog around? Or are you just, sitting, you know, so try to make sure you're moving around more, um, in your free time. If you have to sit at a desk job, try to get up every 30 minutes and go for, you know, a walk around the, the hallway or walk up the stairs. Um, those are the things that can really try to help limit that plateau to keep you focused on your long-term goals. Yeah. Guys, basically, you know, what you're saying is you hit those plateaus, everything's going good, going good, going good. And all of a sudden it seems like you, you feel like progress has halted, right? And sometimes progress has halted. Sometimes progress actually just gets slower, okay? Always remember also too, the closer we get to that goal we want, the harder it becomes, right? The last five pounds. Yeah, that last five pounds, that last 10 pounds, that last 20 pounds, whatever it is, that's gonna be the hardest weight to lose, okay? That's where, that's where things get really tough because then you have less weight to lose, right? If you weigh 200 pounds and you're trying to weigh 100 pounds, Losing the first 75, 50 pounds isn't all that bad. When you get closer and closer to that goal, exponentially, it gets harder and harder to lose that weight because you have less weight to lose, right? And your body's trying to hang on to that. That was a terrible example of just easy numbers and math there. But think about that as you're going through this. If you're struggling with that, A, make sure you're writing down a food journal, guys. Make sure you, for me personally, it's pad, it's pen, it's paper. It's physically the art of writing it down, Okay. That helps. It's gonna. You're, it seems silly. It seems trivial, right? But if you can make yourself write down everything you put in your mouth throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, you're gonna see patterns. You're gonna see trends. And if you talk to somebody like Dawn, and you're like, Dawn, I need help with my diet. The first thing diet Dawn's gonna um, ask you to do is do a food journal. 
for a couple of days, for a week, whatever that may be, because she needs to see a pattern. She needs to see what you're eating, right? And, and, and we need to make sure you're serious enough about it that you can write it down for a week. Exactly. If you're not serious enough to take a food journal, you're not serious enough to lose the weight. I mean, yeah. that's the cold hard truth, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Um, guys, there's lots of apps for it. The apps are great. The apps, a lot of times though, the apps are going to give you way more information just by putting in your food than you really yeah. want to see. And it's going to overload you. And it's going to say, well, you have this many calories and you have this much calories left. Oh, you worked out. So you have 200 more calories here. It's just, it's overkill. It's too much. Write it down on a piece of paper. What went into your body? Period. Then we can. Then we have hard concrete, concrete data. We can see what worked. We can see, you know, another tangent, totally off that. But you can see like how it's affecting your body. How's your mood? How's your energy levels? How are you? You know, how are you sleeping? How is everything that goes along with that, and so on and so forth. Um, that's going to be the best way to do that. Sorry, side tangent there. All right. Um, hope that helped a little bit with how to avoid plateaus. Um, Ultimately, plateaus are kind of unavoidable. They're going to happen. It's how you adjust and how do you overcome that plateau to keep pushing through to your goals. Basically, it's just a roadblock. It's something that got in your way that's a little harder and made life harder. Nobody said losing 100 pounds is going to be easy. In fact, I think everybody everywhere ever has said losing 100 pounds is going to be as hard as thing you've ever done in your life. Okay? And that your 100 pounds may be 5 pounds, right? It may be 20 pounds. It may be 200 pounds. Whatever it is, it's not going to be easy. It's hard. It is life changing. You could literally change your life to do that and lose that weight. So don't think when you go into that, that that's going to be magic and it's just going to happen and it's easy. It's not, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. Sorry. I'm getting on my horse a little bit here. <laughs> Get my soapbox out. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but it will be totally worth it. Fight for it. When you hit that plateau, let's punch, you got to punch through it. And that's just definitely a conversation when, when those plateaus happen that, that you can definitely bring to Justin or I. Um, about other things that we could maybe keep you motivated for and keep you focused on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, question number three, intermittent fasting. What is it and will it help me? The hot topic. Um, so intermittent fasting and I mean, it's, 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 the, it's a trend. Uh, it's a fa- not a fad. I don't want to say it's a fad. There's a lot of science behind it. Um, but it's, you know, it goes along with some of the other ones that are out there today. Now there's, Tons of research. Go ahead. What, what is intermittent fasting? Okay. So intermittent fasting typically is um, a window of time where you choose not to consume anything calorically. And that includes coffee creamer in your coffee. Let me repeat that. Coffee creamer in your coffee does, breaks your fast. Okay. We're done. Okay. So moving on from that um, with your intermittent fasting. Oh, it is um, basically a lot of people to go you know, 14 to 16 hours without eating. And then they have a window there of depends, obviously if it's 14 or 16 hours, a window of time there where they eat their uh, calories for the day, the remaining amount of time. Um, For example, a lot of some examples is people choose not to eat until 1 PM and then they stop eating again at 8 PM. Right. And then they fast through the rest of the night and then to the next day. Um, there's a ton of research when it comes to brain function and glucose and diabetes. Um, I'm not a doctor nor a neuroscientist. Maybe Tommy can get on here and talk about the brain function of it all. Um, but when it comes to weight loss that we can kind of a little bit talk about. (laughs) Yeah. 
Guys, so when you get gets into weight loss with intermittent fasting, the biggest thing that's why that's why it's become popular, right? It has not become popular because people feel better when they do it. It has not become popular because people are all of a sudden, you know, going to go join Mensa. Okay, it's become popular because people want to lose weight and you do it, right? It's the same as keto. It's the same as Atkins. It's the same as Weight Watchers. It's the same as blah 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 down the road. Okay, people like intermittent fasting because they think, hey, I can lose weight, and you absolutely can lose weight doing intermittent fasting. The main factor of intermittent fasting is going to be you're going to be at a calorie deficit. You're going to eat less food, right? If I'm only eating food for eight hours of my day, right, and then I'm not eating food for the other uh, 16. 16 hours of my day, I have less time in my day to eat my meals, to eat my, to eat my food. Some of the pitfalls we see that come into that is I'm still going to eat my same food. I'm yeah. going to eat more. I'm going to make up for those calories as I go throughout the day, even though I didn't get them in a timed out period. Right. So that's, that's kind of the thing with intermittent fasting you have to watch, right? If say your window is, say you don't eat till noon each day. So basically you're skipping breakfast. Okay. We're skipping a meal and then we're going until what I say, 8 PM, right? There's your eight hours that you're eating noon to eight. And then from eight to noon again is when you fast. It's A, are we actually sticking to that fast? Because that's where we get in a lot of trouble. We start breaking our fast, whether intentionally or unintentionally, right? It's the creamer in the coffee. It's the, well, I had, you know, I had a Coke. I went to the movies, you know, hey, I had, I had a beer, all right, after 8 p.m. That counts, right? I had six beers after 8 p.m. Really counts, right? And that's when you're going to see that, that lifestyle becomes tart. And it's something you need to do over a long period of time, not just, well, I intermittent fasted, you know, Monday through Thursday, Wednesday, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I screwed it up and I'm back on it again on Monday. All right. That's 40% of your week, mm-hmm. right? That now we're, we're not, we're not hitting our goals. We're not doing what we need to do. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Don, but long story short is intermittent fasting will work. It does wonders for a lot of people. We've done it ourselves. It works great. I it's for me personally, it's hard to go all morning without eating breakfast. I find people seem to have more success with it if they don't wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Going from five o'clock in the morning till noon or one o'clock is a lot easier to, or skipping breakfast and doing that is a lot easier to do if you don't get up at five o'clock in the morning. If you get up at eight, that's three hours there. You don't have to worry about it because you slept longer, right? Um, we go to bed earlier. Our times would be different. We've adjusted. We've changed. It Lifestyle-wise, it gets a little difficult, um, but that's something to, something to think about when you're thinking about intermittent fasting. Will it fit your lifestyle, right? And you're going to make it, are you going to make it work for that? Are you going to be... Hey, my time is my timing ends at 6 p.m. and all of a sudden 6 p.m. rolls around and you're up till 10, 11 o'clock. You're up for an extra four or five hours after you've had your after your fast has started. Are you now right? You're 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 gonna ultimately you're gonna get in danger of breaking that fast. Right. So just guys, real quick, let me let me circle back here. Put um, a bow on it. <laughs> let me put a bow on it. So when it comes to intermittent fasting or keto or paleo or any of uh, these things, is one make it a lifestyle change, right? It's going to be a lifestyle change. If you can't see yourself doing this exact same thing for six, for, for the next six months, eight months, nine months, then it might not be what you need to do, right? Um, because consistency is the only way this is going to work. That being said, the program or the lifestyle change that works is the one that you, that you're going to stick to. So just think about that when you're trying to um, go through different, if you're trying to explore different avenues on ways to lose weight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we might have answered something about intermittent fasting there. 
<laughs> I have no idea. Perfect. Um, perfect. <laughs> Normal. We, we ask questions, you ask questions, we answer them. We just talk in circles for three minutes and then we move on to the next question. <laughs> Seems to be the theme of things. All right, guys, your fourth and final question. Um, this was kind of a funny question, so we went with it because we like a good funny question to round it out. Um, it might not be funny. This might be absolutely serious and heartbreaking and really troublesome for some people, but we'll you know dive into it a little bit. Question is, why do I cry at night? First off, Don, do I cry at night? No, Justin. No, I don't cry at night. Thank goodness. You know, but if you do, it's okay. But if you do cry at night, I guess it's okay. One of the things you want to think about is ask yourself, why do you cry at night? Is there reasons behind that? Is there, are there troubles in your life? Are you stressed about work? Are you stressed about uh, career? Are you stressed about personal life? Um, what, you know, financials? Are there different things that are getting you into that position? What's, what's causing that? You know, those are probably a sign of some sort of depression. I'm it doesn't not, even have to be cry at night. If you find yourself sad at night, if we're going to turn it into, if we're going to turn into this, <laughs> not like a question. If you find yourself sad at night, you need to ask yourself why you feel sad at night. Yeah. If we're going to take it, we're going to take a funny question and turn it into a sad question. <laughs> Guys, really, you know, if that's, if it's actually honest either, reach out, right? Ask somebody questions, see somebody, get somebody, get a referral, go see somebody, go talk to somebody, talk these things out. Depression's not a, it's not really a thing to joke about. We're, we're lighthearted and go about it different ways, but it's definitely not something to joke about. It's definitely something that's serious. It affects a lot of people. Um, we, you know, if we can help you reach out to us, we'll definitely help you out the best we can. Uh, different things. It's not necessarily our specialty. You know, we, we pick things up and we put them down. Okay. We do that fast, slow, heavy, light, whatever. That's what we're, that's where our game is. We're good at motivating. We're good at, you know, entertaining guys and doing different things, but if it comes to something serious like that, that could be a huge issue between you, your family, everything else, and your overall general well-being. Please reach out, call somebody, talk to somebody, text somebody, tell them I'm not all right, I need help, you know, whatever that may be, and go from there. Okay, sorry, I, we I don't I dove into our little little PSA there, yeah. but other than that, um, yeah. All right, guys. Other than that, you probably cry at night because you chopped a bunch of onions before you went to bed. Basically. Basically. Other than that, have a great day. Thanks for joining into the uh, little Friday four pack here. Uh, shoot us some questions. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.